Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome, guys, to the latest episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Uh, this is the, one of the first episodes of the new year, and uh, I was having a, a discussion with a good friend of mine recently, and I thought, you know, I'm going to do have a chat about it this week, so it was a good idea. Um, this week's episode is called Breaking the Habit, or Habits. Uh, it, uh, it's very apt for me at the moment it's very apt for a lot of our audience or my audience because we're all of well most of us my demographic are with the 35 to 45 and 50 upwards um bracket some are below some of the 18 to 25s and this will be very much uh in your wheelhouse as well uh but firstly what what do i mean by breaking the habit so if you have to be honest with each other's guy and also this this follows on from the episode I did a few weeks ago about, uh, you know, um, A Rose by Any Other Name. So, you know, have you listened to that album and did you really give it credence? Did you not listen to it because you don't like the um, previous albums or the different vocalists or whatever? Go back to the episode, have a listen. This will link to this one. Pause it, go back, listen and come back. Um, those that have gone away and come back, welcome back. Anyway, so Breaking the Habit. So scientists, well, scientists, statistically, um, they've done a survey over the last few years, and it says that uh, at 24, you're at the peak of your musical um, appreciation. And at the age of 30 onwards, you tend not to look for new music, and you'll listen to what you've heard before. Very rarely will you branch outside of that. Now, I think that's a really telling statistic for me, um, I used to think that's, I like to think that's not me, but I know deep down in my soul that it is me and most of us of my friend group and most of listening. Why is this a bad thing? Because it is. If you, if you listen, if you think about, think back to your parents and what they listen to and their grandparents and how you would say to your dad, I said to my dad and my mum, oh, Elvis, oh, Buddy Holly, oh, it's nineteen, you know, it's nineteen eighty-three, Dad. Why don't you listen to something else? It's because when Dad was in his 
early, like between sort of 30 onwards, that's what he was listening to. The, you know, the, uh, and so it sort of stopped there and he didn't go looking for anything else because it's safe and it's, you know, it's, it's warming, it's, it's welcoming. And I really get that. But as a, as an art form, um, I think, uh, and human, and as listeners, we want to try and expand our memory, our minds. So I've thought of some things about this. I thought quite deeply about this and, that, and as, cause I'm now, you know, a, on the wrong side of a certain number, um, I really feel that the way I've broken the mold, where I've broken the habit, is by expanding my musical friend group, friendship group, um, and that's a really key. I think um, I've mentioned before on the podcast, but I've got a lot of good, lot of good friends, and John and Matt and Benji and all these people, uh, and and they have. Um, such different tastes that when I talk to them about music they they then enthuse me and talk to me about music and I do the same thing for them and they give me stuff to listen to and I give them stuff to listen to Um, and I think that uh, that's one way of doing it another way of doing it is to um, dig deep into an album that you like like classic example so You'll go and look at, um, I don't know, say Number of the Beast, right? Everyone on this podcast, listen to this podcast, would have and should have listened to Number of the Beast. What you can do is you can go online, and all that information is available for you now, and you can dig into who produced it, where was it recorded, you know, uh, the song influences, the musical influences, the different musicians. If you don't know who Iron Maiden is, that, yeah, that's fine, a good example. You can look at all the different members in the band and then into their stuff and dig into what they listen to and then you listen to what they listen to as an influence and you expand your knowledge. Okay, this that's a good way of doing it. I'll probably look at you guys, some guys doing that way. Um, if it's something that you've just been scared of, like, you know, a cl- um, you're not sure about black metal or or extreme metal or speed metal or any of the crazy sub-genres that are out there, um, use the tools that provide it. It doesn't cost you anything anymore, apart from your monthly subscription of $14.99 or wherever you are in the world. In Australia, it's $14.99. Um, to try something different, because you can press play and it's not cost you I haven't gone out and bought the album and, and I hate it and wasted the money. You just go stop and never listen to that again. Go somewhere else. Yeah, sometimes it can muck around with your algorithms, but most of the time, you know, I mean, I a classic example for me was over Christmas, over lockdown, sorry, I was listening to a Billy Bragg and Billy Bragg has lots of influences in uh, uh, Wilco and um, Bluegrass Blues and Country. <coughs> Pardon me, sorry. And... So I'd be doing something, listening to one of his albums that would stop, then suddenly some bluegrass would come on and, and I'd let it play through. I thought, this is really good. I've, I've learned something different. The algorithm has said, listen to this. It is similar to what, he, what you've been listening to because clearly he's influenced by it. But at the same time, it's something different. I mean, it got to the point where country music came on and I draw the line at country. Sorry, guys. Out there, the people that like it, I draw the line. I will not have it anywhere near me. Uh, uh, I know that sounds close-minded when I'm talking about an episode, uh, an episode about open-mindedness, but there is a limit. 
and there is a point so breaking the mold breaking that habit it will take time if you're of a certain vintage when all you do is reach out for your kiss and your queen and your maiden and your priest and your ZZ Top and your ACDC and your Alice and all these people that are, um, are still good wonderful music but not modern or new it will take time it's like kicking a habit of any kind so you know I challenge you out there to to go on to Spotify go on to the great um, websites like the one I review for which is metalruse.com that's metalruse.com.au um, and, and look at the review page um, pick an, a, a review that sounds good try it on your streaming service go to Kerrang online go to Metal Hammer go to all the different kind of websites that you might go to to look at music even YouTube's a good way of doing it you know you can I come across some absolute cracking stuff that I would never normally buy or listen to by accident on YouTube so give that in a way a go as well and don't give up on the first attempt don't ex don't, oh, I really didn't like Batushka or oh, I really didn't like Cannibal Corpse I mean, let's be honest sorry no one really liked Cannibal Corpse just putting it out there as a side note one of the worst gigs I've ever been to sorry people out there who love them I'm all this is the whole idea of this podcast I'm not going to judge you for it I just can't stand the rubbish um, anyway and Jim Carrey loves them. There's a crazy thing for you, right? Anyway, side fact note. But as I said, it's going to take time. It really will because we're we're hardwiring, we're hardwired as human beings um, to 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 seek out um, things that don't cause us stress. So comfort things. Um, a classic example is men over the age of forty. They will not change. You're a man from the age of forty onwards tends to have the same haircut and doesn't change it. Same with his fashion. Uh, different with men, women. Women are more fluent. So this might be easier for the female audience here listening to do uh, because they tend to be a bit more open to change and something different. And, and this came with, and I think this is also hardwired to their fashion choices and their life. And, you know, and just they have to change, uh, uh, being particularly when they become mothers and things like that. It, they change on a rapid day to day basis. Um, but yes, yeah, so don't give up. I think we all need to break the habit. All right, we need to try and um, change our journey. You know, um, still be proud of, of of what we listen to and really enjoy it and and and, and pass it on. Because again, older music will disappear if we don't keep playing it. But at the same time, the new music will suffer because those that have money are our age group, the forty somethings and onwards. All right, we really do. We have the expandable money because most of us bought our houses, had a good career, raised our children, um, and so the money's there. Uh, when you're younger, the money's a bit more. You know, you want you need to save it for drinking and for going out and spending money on your girlfriend slash boyfriend, and you know, think about saving and, and and not think about. You don't really think about the future. I mean, I didn't at the age of twenty-one. You know, you just don't. You just living for the moment but as you get older you, you do think about you have got that opportunity so you know give it a go you know even if you've got some spare money you in a second hand record store and you've got some cds for a couple of bucks or a vinyls for ten dollars or something like that or cassettes or whatever you want to buy it on give it a go because really you know you might find you might learn to love it um 
you know, I mean, one of the um, albums that I adore intensely and I really, really love, um, that came about by me listening and, and taking a chance, and that's The There's Mind Bomb. Yeah, I know I was much younger. I was 18, so I mean, it was earlier than that period of time at 24, as we mentioned, up to 24. But at that point, I'd been only listening to um, early prog, punk, some early metal. I wasn't re- um, maybe a little bit of Prince, a bit of hip hop, you know, um, things like that in the charts. And, 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 and so I was stuck in that past. But that one, like we was, I was sitting around a fountain near my, in our college. And a friend of mine, Colin, I think his name was, he just gave me a cassette and said, here, try this, might blow your mind. Completely different to what I was listening to. And, you know, if you've ever had a chance to listen to that album, guys, give it a go. It's a wondrous album. It's not metal, but it's deep. It's soulful. It's powerfully lyrical. It's just a brilliant album. Probably, probably one of the albums of the 80s, in my opinion. Along with Infected by the same band. Anyway. There, but what I'm trying to say now, and it's going to lead into my second part of the of the podcast, but the B side is, you know, uh, I think we just need to discover. I think discover is the right word. It's we lose as we get older the ability to discover because we don't want to jump out of our comfort zone. So I'm repeating myself, I know, but use streaming. Talk to mates. Ask for their opinions. Getting to like I've got a couple of great musical um, groups we chat about um, and certain different friends in, in, in Messenger and we talk and we send each other um, album review ideas and, and video clips and I'm never scared, too scared to send someone like John and my friend Parksy um, we have a, a, a Messenger group called the Coat Hanger Crew don't ask, it's a long story but it's a very funny one and it's mainly based around progressive rock and late seventies hard rock and um, so like now a good another one really is that John uh, got me onto a band called the Decemberists. Now they're a sort of folky, punky, poppy, very very talented plethora of musicians. Uh, to put a label on them is really difficult. Um, I'd often I'd expect I'd really ask you to go out there and try them. Um, I remember I helped John discover uh, a Marillion, which was really good for me, and because I'm not alone, I'm not alone on my own here. And I got him to discover Stephen Wilson and and stuff like that, and stuff that opened his mind. And now he listens. John listens to this podcast, and if I say go listen to some extreme metal, he goes and gives it a go. Now that's what I call open mindedness, and it's where we should all be. So we don't end up because it will flows into our lives, not just into our music, but into our reading and into our TV watching and our, our you know, just in general, it, it enriches our soul by opening up ourselves to new uh, with food and with uh, you know all sorts of things and in life choices like work and so on. So yeah. Let's all try and break the habit, guys. I'd love to hear from you if you reach out and want some advice on some records to listen to or something to listen to that you're not sure about. Do email me at heavymetaltones at gmail.com with what you listen to now, what you've used to listen to, and I'll see if I can give you some ideas to break that 
that mold and ease you into a different world and open up your mind okay well that's the end of part one and that was breaking the mold uh, breaking the habit um, come back into part two or side B and we're going to be revisiting uh, a episode of a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago uh, arose by any other name and we'll see what I come up with with my one of my albums that I would was going to go back to and listen to uh, anyway see you in part B as I'm off for a quick tea break now see you soon hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. back guys to part b uh, or side b you can flip over the podcast and you've got the other side i've uh, replenished my cup of tea uh, i'm sitting here and i'm thinking about the yeah, couple of episodes back ago uh, rose by any other name when i said that we should all try and find a couple of albums that we love and we and one stuff we don't like and why we don't like them try and go back to them and see if there was any prejudgment and I chose X Factor by Iron Maiden, 1995's X Factor. The first album with Blaze Bailey, um, the first after the wonderful Fear of the Dark, and 
like a lot of us diehard Iron Maiden fans, at the moment that uh, Bruce Dickinson mentioned that he was leaving, we felt a deep sense of dread and woe, and thought, this is it, it's over, right? I wasn't old enough to remember the Diano to Dickinson era. I'm sure people of the original Diano fans felt the same way, but what you got, uh, but I reckon I'm sure that they came with time to understand that Bruce Dickinson is a wonderful singer and perfect for the band, and the band would not have grown to the size and the behemoth that it is without Dickinson. Anyway, so 1995 rolls around. I have got married, I have a new child on the way, and I find out that Bruce Dickinson has left. Um, heartbroken, but too much to worry about on my plate. You know, a new, um, new family, a new life to open and lead and to run. And so I didn't really give it much credence. I do remember just thinking, well, that's it. It's done. You know, is what it is. And I did, I did listen to the album. I didn't buy the album first release because I did that whole, no, it's not Bruce Dickinson. And so up until recently, I never owned either either of the Blaze Bailey albums. Um, uh, virtual reality or X, X Factor uh, and virtual and and I sort of have always it's always bubbled in me with a bit of um, stress because I do think of myself as open-minded and do think think of myself as someone who sh- would not do that but you know I just put them in the back and I joined that whole legion of people that just laughed at him and said it's rubbish and it's not Maiden and it's not Bruce and it's a period of of down for the band and, I, and I'm going to say this you know Blaze if you ever get to hear this um, podcast and I really hope you do I'm really sorry that I was one of those people you were a talented gifted singer a singer songwriter from you know Wolfbane onwards you have a great voice you it's just it's like I don't know it's just like not being Ringo it's not like not being John Lennon trying to replace John Lennon you know the same thing was how when Rob Halford left Priest it's just it's something or you know keep going when the when Queen keep going that there's no Freddie Mercury or in excess keep going and there's no Michael Hutchinson or you know God Thin Lizzy with none of them left and I just I sort of as I've got older and it does up back to side A where you know I was I was at age you know I wasn't I was 23 24 so I was bordering that time when I should be more open-minded, and I wasn't. I really wasn't. So, um, this is my 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 pen, penitence. I went back and listened to the album, and I thoroughly listened to this particular one. And uh, for me, it actually is a really good album. So, as I said, released in 1995. It's a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, twelve tracks. Um, all of them of a decent length. Um, it's a complete de- departure sound-wise, 
I feel from Fear of the Dark. And Fear of the Dark was already departing from um, Seventh Sun and from, uh, you know, uh, Power Slave and things like that. This is a much darker, uh, much more gritty and realistic album. You can sort of sense that the band at this time was having moments, you know, uh, it's not just Blaze, but of course, um, Adam, not Adam, my God, it's been a long day, I'm so sorry. I'm absolutely sorry. Why did I say Adam? Uh, you know, it's an A word. Adrian Smith, it's an A word. That's all I can say. Adrian Smith's leave it, left, and you've got, you got new guitarists coming in, and it's not quite, you know, it's just not quite the same. Um, and, you know, Steve Harris was going through tough times, I believe, um, in his personal life. A lot of the band members were. Um, they'd had a, you know, it's been like being married for a long time, and suddenly one of the, what your partner, wife or husband decides, they're moving on. You know, you've got to suddenly then carry on with your life, but not, you know, change, but not change too much. And this is, I feel, this is the divorce album, or the, I should say the divorce album, the separation albums, with Bruce leaving and, and Adrian Smith going and things like that. It, this is their separation albums. And, you know, it is more progressive. It is more angular in its musical form. It is more pushing very close to those early 2000 albums which I don't really like as I've mentioned before they're sort of bland nothing burger albums the artwork for both this and virtual reality well actually this is a terrible album I think this is possibly the worst album cover of all of the Maiden albums um, virtual reality was okay it, had the, it was a bit more pardon me not the mic more fun a bit more colourful a bit more Maiden-esque this other one was just like looks like like dance of the death dance of death it feels like they've just patched it out quickly um, anyway so the songs that you have on the album you've got sign of the cross which is a live favorite lord of the flies another live favorite um, man on the edge Fu uh, fortunes of war look for the truth the aftermath judgment of heaven blood on the world's hands the edge of darkness um, they all have those darker, more so severe-sounding titles, less, apart from Lord of the Flies, um, less, um, you know, sort of book-driven, more less literary references, although I'm sure there's lots of them in there. I haven't looked deep in it. I'm sure more than one. Edge of Darkness maybe a literary one. Um, but, you know, Son of the Cross... I think Blaze Bailey on this one actually really is it's the sort of song that I think Bruce would have it might even be originally a Bruce penned song I haven't looked deep enough into it um, and it's brought forward from Fear of the Dark to this it's a it's a really great song and if it was written by anyone else I'm really sorry I haven't done enough research slap me on the hand as I said I should have done more on that one but I wasn't really looking at who recorded what I just wanted to listen to it uh, as a piece of music, as a, f a musical ephemera, and something that was. So I didn't want to delve too deep because it might prejudice me. So this is why I haven't done that much research for this one. 
Um, you know, that's my favourite song on the album, Lord of the Flies, and two crackers right out from a gate. Um, it, it fuddles a bit with Fortunes of War and Look for the Truth and the Aftermath, and then it really comes storming back with Judgment of Heaven, Blood of the World's Hands, and the final track, The Edge of Darkness. Um, Steve Harris is bass parts on this, uh, on all of them. I mean, he's a genius. Uh, it does, but they do tend to, I find them, they're secondary. It almost feels like he didn't want to make the album. I know they had a lot of trouble recording it and, and a lot of trouble live with Blaze and a lot of fan unhappiness. Again, from us out there, sorry, Blaze, you know. And all the men's in the band, really. It's not just Blaze. I mean, we really should have stuck our hands up and said, look, let's go and give it a go. And maybe we may have got one more album out of it. Um, I'm really glad that Bruce came back. Of course I am. With, I'm sure, 100% of the rest of the fans. But, you know, as I said before, was it, you know, those people that were pushing against it, were they 30-somethings? Were they right from the beginning? Did they just didn't want to... Um, go out of their comfort zone they probably did but I think those of us and I'm one included have really let themselves down I've really enjoyed this I've actually only just ordered it on vinyl again uh, on a reissue of it because I don't have a copy of it at all in any physical media um, Matt uh, my good friend Matt who I would consider the, the greatest Iron Maiden collector in Australia um, I'm sure he hasn't even got copies I haven't asked him i I'm sure he will listen to this podcast and let me know. Um, and that really is poor. I mean, that's a that's a, a sad indictment on us all, really. So, yes, it's a great album. Please go out there and try it. Those who are doing what I said are walking away from it and saying, no, I'm not going to try it, give it a go. I'm really, really, really impressed with myself. I'm really happy that I did this. Um, and I'm going to go now after this and give a good listen to Virtual Reality. But um, as I said, I think this does it sit in the catalogue and the pantheon of their albums. I think it sits better than Dance of Death and uh, A Matter of Life and Death. I think it does. And, and that's really saying something because, you know, they're very much loved metal uh, maiden albums. I just think the X Factor has more, more oomph and passion in some respect and then again I know with Matter of Life and Death and Dance of Death that Steve again was going through some marital strife uh, so you know you can see it, it comes across in the music and I'm just, he's a, a thorough professional and they all are and there's no way that he would make that obvious but it, you can sense it almost in his lyrical and he's a lyrical genius um his, his, his abilities in those two out al- in those two albums, but that's a different podcast. That's another review. Um, I'm going to do um, coming up uh, later in the year. I am going to do um, the uh, first five Maiden albums. I'm going to review them back to back. I'm going to do two per episode, so it doesn't take up too much of the episode. Um, but uh, I think that might be fun and enjoyable. I will do X Factor more deeply and I will do Virtual Reality more deeply as well. But yes, honestly get out and give it a listen. Those that have seen Made and Live enough times will know how good Lord of the Flies is and, oh, and Sign of the Cross is. They're sing-along, they're thoughtful, Blaze is doing his best 
they, they do suffer from that late 90s, early 2000 dirgy studio sound, you know, on the edge of digital, straddling some analogue, um, trying to be clever with techniques that they don't really know much about just yet, and that's not just Maiden, that's everyone packing too much onto an album. I mean, look, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It, as I said, 12, I think. 11 songs um, that, and they're not three minute songs, these guys. They're, they're six minute somethings. That's a lot of album space that you probably wouldn't get on one, really one traditionally recorded vinyl. These days, uh, with 180 gram, they can squeeze it in, they can compress the, the groove a bit more, um, they can compress the sound when they're putting onto the vinyl. They're not, they're, they're not taking it directly from its um, analog source, and so they can squeeze it in a bit better. Um, but on CD, you know, they just push, 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 more, more, more ceiling. And, and not just that, but the, the, the loudness, the ceiling of volume for these two albums also surprised me. Um, I had to turn it down to, you know, seven or eight. Normally I have it on eight, nine, um, because it's recorded at a lower volume, push up the volume in your stereo. These are recorded louder, so you have to bring it down. And that is a bonus, for some extent, um, for portable stereos and for CD, portable CD players and cassette players. You've got more for your battery, but you will lose the warmth and depth out of the audio bandwidth that you get with less um, because people wanted to more. They have a CD, they can put this much on, let's fill it. I've already talked about this before. I'm going over old ground, but this album does, in some areas, suffer from the 90s volume wars and how much we can pack on an album. Um, I mean, Maiden did it later in their career with, you know, Book of Souls' double album, um, this new one, Shin Senjutsu, is a triple album. But they, to do it, they did it over several albums, over several CDs, over several pieces of vinyl. Um, and so you didn't compress it to within an inch of its life and then have to use some trickery to uncompress it and then you're losing things. Do you remember? It's like anything. If you pack something in the box and you move and you unpack it and you try and pack it back in, it never goes the same way, never feels the same way. It never looks the same. It's always awkward. And it's the same with this music. So this is why, again, analog, it will, I think, in my opinion, analog will extensively come back. Um, and on analog will never go away because it is a purest uh, uh, musical form. And that's why this album does suffer slightly. If I'm going to give it a rating, I shouldn't do that often, I'm give it a three out of five um, because it does suffer from that. But as an album in the Maiden catalogue, I'm really happy I now have that to turn to, not just the Diano and Dickinson era albums. And I've got albums I can play when I don't really want to play Dance of Death and Matter of Life and Death and um, and uh, Final Frontier, another one I didn't like very much either, to be honest. Um, and that sounds like sacrilege as a Maiden fan. I've said this before, I feel dirty saying that. You know, but it is where it is. Now I've gone over it a bit longer this week because I really wanted to get my point across. But as I said, this this breakout 
let's break the habit, let's do something different, let's jump in there, grab an album, buy something you would never think of. Um, and that goes for you extreme metal fans as well. Try some speed, try some classic, get into some fantasy, some operatic, some doom, and just, you might find something there that opens your mind. Anyway, that's enough from me. Um, I think I'm being called for dinner, which is nice. I'm going to pour myself a cold drink, um, rest the old tonsils after a long chat, um, and probably put on uh, X Factor again. Anyway, guys, uh, reach out and talk to me. Please leave me a review. Or if you're on Spotify, you can leave me a review now. The little dots at the top of the episode gives you a five-star rating. The more you rate me, positive or negatively, gives me more um, audience. And uh, I'd like to say thank you to all my events around the around the world. Um, I said people in America, in Boardman and in San Jose. I've got someone listening to me who listens to every episode in San Jose. It's amazing. People in Ghana and all the way across the world, strange places. But I reach out and say hello. Um, tell me what your songs that you might, you're, you're trying or albums you're trying differently, how you're trying it, and tell me about whether you liked um, you know X Factor or not. Anyway. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.